Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. Well, let's be honest, I still haven't thought of a different way to start, so I'll continue to start the episodes that way. But I'm really happy to be here with you today and as always, this is going to be a mindset kind of a conversation or as usual, I should say, and this one probably a little bit more than normal. I want to talk to you about enjoying the journey. You know, I get asked a lot about how I got through my divorce and how I managed the things that happened and how did I stay positive because that's the journey that I teach my clients. The reason I chose to get into this work and to do this, and I do it with so much passion, is because I know that there is a way through this that doesn't have to hurt that much and doesn't have to take that long and doesn't have to be completely awful and doesn't have to feel like your life is ending. You know, I definitely went through, I'm going to say, three to four months of nonstop crying and fear and, you know, stuff like that, for sure. But I also knew from the very beginning, even during those days, that I was going to be okay. I was going to get through this and that I kind of had to keep that at the forefront. What I didn't do was ask myself how. So I didn't get bogged down in the minutia of it all and then the fear of it all. Anyway, I want to share more of this with you today. I want to talk about the journey, the healing, the way forward, how to make this ultimately a good thing instead of being one of those that it just sits with forever. So if you're up for the ride, If you're ready to feel good, if you're ready to do some healing, if you're ready to really step into the muck and do this, then this is the episode for you. Welcome back to another episode of A Blessing in Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and your day today. My name is Elizabeth and I am the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you are going through separation and divorce. Here we talk about how to heal, move forward, and find love if you're so inclined. Also, motherhood through divorce, finding yourself and creating the life you deserve. Our tools are community, sisterhood, honesty, vulnerability, spirituality, and coaching. And that's when we aren't talking to experts. I am also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back. So when I say, you know, step into the muck and let's do this, I'm talking about life in general. What I'm going to talk about in today's episode is applicable to everything in your life that feels hard for some period of time. There are many things that hit us in life. You know, we go through loss, we lose jobs, we lose people, friendships, you know, grief, um, financial hardships, bad things happen, and then life gets good again if you let it. And the way that we let it is by taking steps forward all the time. When I went through my divorce, I remember someone saying to me, it wasn't very far in, by the way, these were early, early days. I was still spending a lot of time crying and a lot of time feeling sorry for myself, but I was also taking care of myself and I was going about my life. And someone said to me, it was one of my clients at the time, shouldn't you be looking like drawn out and awful? She said, you are glowing. 
And I remember think, saying to her, like, wow, really? And I realized, though, what it was. You know, every single day before I left the house, I took care to put a little bit of makeup on and put on clothes that made me feel good and just do something with my hair that made me feel good. You know, those little things that you do where you kind of go, okay, this is, I'm putting my best foot forward. There was just this um, instinct in a way that I just knew I had to do these little things because if I didn't, if I start to let go of myself, I start to not care, you know, if I started down the path of, well, he doesn't want me anymore. So like, who cares what I look like, for example, you know, that was just a place I wasn't willing to go. So I decided to kind of pull up my socks and do what I could, that I could control basically, which was how I looked or how I dressed myself. I wasn't doing it for anyone else. I was just doing it for me. It was my way of saying, you're still a valuable person. You still matter. He is not the one who decides if I do. And yeah, I'm taking care of myself. That's that's the one thing I can control right now. I couldn't control just about anything else in my life. But that was one thing that I was in control of. And that felt really important to me. And it made a difference to the point where people outside of me noticed. So the biggest thing, the biggest asset, honestly, that I believe I had when I was going through this was my mindset. You know, yes, I was devastated. And yes, I was grieving and all of those things, angry and felt betrayed. And I felt all the things that you're feeling. But I also am a very optimistic person. And you might be thinking right now, but I'm not an optimistic person, Elizabeth, so this might not work for me. Well, it is my opinion that anyone can be an optimistic person. That's also a choice. You get to choose if you wake up in the morning and decide that this is going to be a great day. Or you get can wake up in the morning and say to yourself, oh, here comes another shitty day. It's mindset. It's about choices. It's about the journey we choose to go on. And sometimes the only way we can find some goodness in the journey is through paying attention to the moments, the little wins, the little sweet things. You know, there's a new expression out there on social media and I kind of like it. I don't usually like these things, but I like this one. It's called glimmer moments. And it's kind of been an answer as the opposite of trigger moments. You know, triggers obviously being what they sound like, causing a bad feeling to get triggered. Glimmer moments does the same thing, but it's the opposite. It's about those little moments that remind us how beautiful life is or that we have something that's really special or that there are people who love us or that there's people that we love and that there is a life available to us out there. So I guess kind of what I want to talk to you about today is to, as you journey forward, regardless of what is going on in your life, that you look for the glimmer moments and enjoy the journey. You hear about this in more usually in business conversations, so business mindset, business coaching, where they emphasize, you know, the journey to get to where you want to go. So you set a goal, for example, an income goal. I want to make this much money and that's my goal. And so everything is about working towards that goal. But sometimes if we get so focused on that, the only good thing that can happen here is reaching the goal, then we miss out on all the learning and all the little moments that happen on your way to that income, for example. It could be that you um, got hired 
for a really great job or maybe you found a really good person to work for you. Maybe on that journey to that income, you learned a really valuable skill, skill that has really added to your offering, but you haven't, you kind of forgot because you're not paying attention to those beautiful moments because you're still just focused on, on the end goal. You know, I'm actually kind of working on this with my husband these days. He's um, gone into business for himself and he's in the early days. He's working in real estate. He's been, I mean, he's been doing it for a little while, but he's not used to working for himself. And there are some, you know, there are some different ways of thinking and he can get really focused on like the end result of, of course, of selling or buying, whatever it may be for his client. But I'm like, let's focus on not just on the ultimate goal of selling this house, but let's also be appreciative of the fact that you got the listing or the fact that you have some really appreciative and grateful clients that are great to work with or that they chose you. You know, all of these things that we can be grateful for on the journey. Let's be grateful for the things that you're going to learn from this particular listing along the way. Maybe there was an initial challenge that came up. You know, he seems to have been thrown a lot of like strange circumstances and he's learning so much. And I'm really trying to remind him because he's focused on the sale, the sale, the sale. It's like, but wow, look at what you've learned. Look at all the stuff that you are learning and that you will be ready for when this comes up again, right? Little moments, glimmer moments, whatever you want to call them. And I want to talk to you today about your healing, for example. Um, and I know that when you're in the weeds, like when you're really, really in the thick of it, and especially in the thick of your emotions, it can be really challenging to to see the the silver lining, the moments, the learning and to be grateful for any of it because I don't want this. I don't want this to happen. This is not what I want. I'm really hurting. You know, we we go down that sort of, yeah, but like, this is awful. I don't want this. I didn't want this. I didn't want this, right? Like we go down that path. And I will tell you that one of the reasons I got through this so well is because I chose not to go down that path. I chose a different one. I chose to see the moments. I chose to remind myself every single morning that this will be a great day until proven otherwise. That has been my saying for as long as I can remember, way before my divorce ever happened. And I forgot about it for a while. And I had to remind myself to go back to it. And it really helped. And yeah, you know what? It actually is that simple. It's about mindset. It's about what you tell yourself. Because what you tell yourself every day is the truth. It becomes your truth. So if you tell yourself your life sucks, oh, your life will suck. If you tell yourself that this is a great day, the sun is shining, I'm alive, I'm healthy, my kids are doing great, and then it is a sunny day and your kids are doing great and it's a good day. That doesn't mean that bad things aren't going on, but where do you want to put your focus? I often describe what I did as I was kind of going down two parallel journeys. The one journey was, you know, dealing with my ex. He was pretty toxic. There was a lot of like not great stuff going on. We had a long drawn out and expensive divorce, but that was one, one of my journeys. You know, that was definitely a road I had to travel, not because I wanted to, but because that's just where I was at. And then the other journey was mine. It was all mine. It was about, you know, me and who I wanted to be and who I was becoming outside of this marriage, where I was going to live but in a joyful way, not in a stressful way. Like I was looking at the positives, you know, 
yeah, I was getting out dating. I was spending time with girlfriends. I was planning trips. I was decorating my new place. That all lived on the other side. And that was the path I chose to be in 90% of the time. I only dipped into that other journey when I had to. When there was a court appearance or my lawyer got in touch with me, then I would dip into my journey, you know, the other one, and I would do what I needed to do and I would come back. You can kind of treat it like a job. You know, you go to work, you take care of the this, this stuff, and then you come back home. You can just separate the two. They don't have to be intertwined. You know how many times I hear from people, oh, I just can't focus on that. I, I have to focus on my legal journey. Or, no, I can't work with you, Elizabeth, or I can't hire a therapist, or I can't work with a coach, or I can't come to that retreat, or I can't do this, whatever, whatever, because I have to focus on my legal journey. Seriously? You're going to make your legal divorce the most important thing in your life? What is the thing that's going to matter a year from now? And I hear you. I can tell what you're telling me. The money, Elizabeth, I need to make sure of this and that and that I'm safe and secure. Yes, you do. It's like going to work. But just because you're going to work doesn't mean you don't spend time with your friends. It doesn't mean you don't plan to do wonderful things. It doesn't mean you don't sit down and enjoy life every now and then. It just means that you have this job to do on the side And if you can kind of relegate it to that, it's something I have to take care of, but it is not who I am. It is not what my life is right now. It's just one of those things that I have to deal with. Think of it like you're renovating a house. You know, you got a whole list of things that you got to do, like you got to paint and you have to pick up tiles and you have to, um, I don't know, choose a contractor. You have to... Make sure that you have, that you order your appliances on time if you're doing your kitchen. I don't know, like I've never actually renovated a house like that. But anyway, there's lots of things you have to think of. And I know that renovating is really stressful. I have lots of friends who've done it. And you're probably thinking, but renovating a house is fun and divorce isn't. Well, they're both just something that's happening outside of you. It's as fun or as not fun as you want it to be. So... I know lots of people who have renovated and I think to myself, they do nothing but complain, by the way. And I think to myself, but you wanted to do this. You wanted to improve your home. You wanted to have all these beautiful, you know, kitchens, cabinets, whatever in your home. How fortunate that you can, that you can become frustrated about these decisions. Doesn't that put you in an incredibly wonderful place? Whereas most of us get frustrated by that we can't do the renovation at all. So it's about like, understanding where you are on a journey and not giving it more value and importance than it should have. Your marriage was very important to you and it has ended. And now you have to go through the divorce. But you also have to heal. You have to step into your new life. And you know what the best part is? You get to decide what that looks like. You get to take an active part in your healing You are the one in control of your healing. You are the one who chooses how to go about it, who you hire or bring along on that journey, how much time you spend or devote to your healing and your personal growth. You are the one who gets to decide if you celebrate the little wins along the way. You know, one of the first wins you might have is that, oh, I can't remember if I cried yesterday. I don't think I did. Wow, that's a win. That'd be my first day in three months that I didn't cry, for example, or I only cried twice yesterday. I normally cry five or six times. Okay, that's a win. This is what I'm talking about. Is If you're so um, 
distracted by all the things outside of you that you cannot control, like the legal part of it, what your ex is texting you, what they're doing with their life, like whether they're dating or whatever they're doing or what your ex-mother-in-law is saying or you know all of these things about other people that you cannot control, you are traveling down into a hole that is so dark and so awful, it will take you a long time to get over it, a long time to get through it. Because it becomes like you're almost waiting for permission. Like I have to wait till this is over, until all these people, toxic people who don't care about me anymore, until all of them decide that they're done picking on me. Well, hello, don't you wanna be in charge here? How about you just say, okay, that's happening on the side, your renovation, your job, whatever, it's on the side. But who are you? Who are you? What makes you happy? What do you enjoy in life? And are you even noticing those things? Because you know what? So many wonderful things are still happening in your life. You still have children who love you and that you love. You still have your health. You still have your home. You still have a beautiful cup of coffee in the morning. You still have your favorite chair to read and have a cup of tea in. You still have your friends. You still have, I don't know what you have in your life, but I know that you have good things. We all do. You can choose if you focus on the things that are wrong and bad, or you can focus on the things that are good and plentiful and beautiful. Focus on the glimmer moments. Focus on the journey. So what is the goal here? Well, the goal is usually to be done, right? To have peace in your life, to to be you know, financially independent or at least in a place where you can support yourself and your children or whatever. Like we have goals. I want you to write them down. Write down the things that you want at the end. You know, like where do you want it when this is over, when the divorce is over, the legal part, like the the dealing with it all, now it's done. Where do you want to be? How do you want to feel? Write it down. I want to feel at peace. I want to be happy. I want to be able to have love in my life again, romantic love. I want to spend time with my friends. I want to do fun things with my kids. I want to live in my own house. I want to paint my bedroom pink. I want to buy a brand new, really, really girly bedding for my bedroom. I want to create a sanctuary in my bedroom. Um, You know, whatever. Like just write a long list of what you want to feel and see and be and do when this is over, okay? Write that list down. Look at it, read it, and then think about where you are on your way. Have you done anything to get any closer to that? Like, are you in therapy? Are you working with a coach? Are you spending time with your friends? If one of the things you wrote down maybe was just to have fun with your friends, are you spending time with them? Are you having a good time when you're with them? Or are you only talking about your divorce, right? I want you to just take a look at your list and then assess where am I at with each of these things? Maybe you write down some of the things that you're already doing. Like you could write down, well, I'm already having fun with my friends and I'm grateful for that. You know, my kids are actually doing quite well. They seem to have settled down and they're having fun with their friends and they're doing well at school. That's great. They're healing. You know, maybe one of the things you want in your life is more peace and that's one thing you're not feeling. So you could ask yourself, how can I feel more peace in my life? I think I'm going to start a meditation practice or I'm going to learn from a coach or a therapist how to do more of that. So you hire a therapist or you start meditating. 
And then you can say to yourself after like a week of that, you can go, wow, I meditated for a week. I do feel a little bit better. Like I still get pretty down, but I'm feeling just a little bit better. And I'm so grateful for that. Here's the thing, my friend. If you are not paying attention to the steps, if you're not even thinking about the steps, if you're not even thinking about where you'd rather be in your life in a better place, you first of all won't get there. And secondly, you won't notice the beautiful little things that happen on the way. It's about the journey. Let me share some of my moments that I noticed on my journey that I took the time to notice so that I could feel better about what was happening, so that I could be aware that I was moving forward and I was healing and that I was taking active steps to do that. These were the kinds of things that made me feel in control of my own life, of me and my healing. So these are in no particular order. But I remember one day, so I'm going to start with a bad one. I guess it could have been bad, but I made it good. Um, my ex uh, <laughs> accused me, well, blamed me is a better word, blamed me for the end of our marriage. He actually said to me, you know, I can't believe you're doing this to us, to our family, to the boys. And I said, what am I doing? He goes, you're ending, you're breaking up the family. And I looked at him, I'm like, you're the one who had the affair. And he says to me, he goes, the affair is irrelevant. You're the one who's decided to break up the family. I'm like, I said to him, I said, you know, you're right. He said, I said, I know, I knew you were going to blame me eventually. So you're right. I decided that I will no longer tolerate your affairs. And so I have decided to end this marriage and I'm good with it. And the glimmer moment that I took from that was I realized in that moment several things. He had lost all control over me emotionally. And I had, I had fully stepped into myself. I was so okay with where I was at. You know, was it what I had planned and wanted in my life? Of course not. But at this point, it's where we were and I was fine with it. I also knew in that moment that I would be okay, that my boys were going to be okay. I knew I was speaking the truth to him and it felt really good. And to the point where like 15, 16 years later, I still remember that moment so well because it was significant. It was a huge milestone for me personally. It was a moment that really where I knew I was heading down the road in the right way for myself. I felt empowered and strong and I took note of that and I, I remind myself of it or I did anyway throughout the, you know, I have the strength. I'm okay. I'm going to be able to do this. He no longer controls my emotions. All of, all of those things made me feel really good. If I wasn't focused on the end goal, which was to be away from this toxicity and I wasn't paying attention to the moments, I would have missed that the significance of it. it. It empowered me so much. So I'm so grateful for that moment. And I will keep remembering it and probably telling you about it because I'm hoping that it will, I don't know, inspire or something, you know, inspire you to, or motivate you or give you hope that you also can step into that personal power and feel that way. And I want you to think about, well, have I already and I just didn't notice? Think about it. It'll come to you. It will come to you if you had that moment 
once you ask for those moments to be brought back to you, you'll remember. And then when they come to you, I want you to kind of think to yourself, wow, yeah, I'm so grateful for this. That's wonderful. Like I just realized how strong I was in that moment. And that's what I'm capable of. Let's see some other moments. Moving into my new house. That was a really, really big step. You know, I bought this, I called it the half house when I bought it because it was literally half the size of the house I used to live in. And there were some bad things that happened on moving day. Like I couldn't get my queen size box spring into my house. It was too small. I couldn't get my couch into the family room or into the house at all because the house, the door and the turn when you walked in the door was too small. At one point, the movers came to me and said, you need to empty a number of boxes because there is no more room to bring anything into your house. That's how small this house was. So I had to frantically unpack those big wardrobe boxes and a bunch of other ones and get them out of the house just so they could bring other things in. We had boxes stacked to the ceiling. They created one little path for my sons and I to walk through when we walked into this house. Oh, I cried a lot that day. But you know what? We got in there and my youngest two went to their dad's and my oldest stayed with me and we started unpacking and we were up to like one in the morning and we had so many laughs and we both, I just know we both felt relief. The move was over. We were out of that house where there was so much bad memories and there had been so many toxic things that had happened in the last, you know, basically eight months because of the separation And it just felt so good to be there. And it was just the two of us. And I think we both just knew that this was going to be a better place for us. And in fact, I stayed there for two years and it went from being the half house to the happy house. We referred to it as, oh, when we lived in the happy house, we still do. It was just a special time for us of healing and moving forward and growing. And I remember that night so well. I remember my son just was goofing around and he kind of let himself fall into a box and he couldn't get out. I had to pull him out of the box, you know, silly stuff, right? But I remember saying to myself, I am so grateful for this moment. I'm grateful for the laughter that, yeah, sure, some bad things had happened. My couch was on the curb. My box spring was on the curb. (laughs) I was like without the couch in the living room. Like, yeah, not everything had gone well, but you know what? We were fine. We were loving each other. We were relieved. We were happy and we were at peace. And instead of getting upset about the things that hadn't worked, I was just really happy about the things that did. Some other moments that come to mind are things like, of course, meeting my husband. I'm remarried. And in fact, as I record this, it is our 11th wedding anniversary. Um, So I have obviously very fond memories of that and of the... I don't know, the, the healing that also came with that and also learning that there are good people, good men out there, um, people who want to love me and who do love me for who I am and all of those things that came with dating. I feel like that can be an episode in itself. I have other moments like when I cooked our first Thanksgiving in that half house. Um, oh my God, that kitchen was small, let me tell you. But I had, we were, we were 20 to the first Thanksgiving dinner. There was... All of so Glenn, my now husband, he wasn't husband then, but him and his kids, me and my kids, and another family. Um, there were just so many of us. Actually, we weren't 20. That's probably an exaggeration, but we might have been 16. Anyway, there was a lot of us. And somehow in that itty bitty kitchen that had no counter space, 
we managed to cook up a big turkey dinner. We went and played, you know, the boys anyway went to play football at a field close by. And we all sat down at a table that had like table upon table upon table to make room for everyone in my little wee house. Okay. But we had the nicest Thanksgiving. And no, I had no family there like my parents. This was my first Thanksgiving without my, you know, in-law family. But I had family. I had people who cared about me in that room. The most important people in my life were in that room. And I was so grateful for it. I could have been sad, but I wasn't. I was happy. And that's really what I'm trying to share with you today. Is to enjoy the sweet moments. To see that you're moving forward. To notice that good things are happening. To be grateful for the people you have in your life and the people that you're meeting. You know, if you if you don't notice the moments, it's like they don't happen. And the other wonderful thing about noticing good moments is that they grow. So you you become grateful, you notice, you pay attention, you're thinking, this is so beautiful and wonderful, and I'm so grateful for this, or that was the best evening, or this was the best day, or whatever is happening. When you start out with that mindset, when you remind yourself of good things like that, other good things come to you. It's plain and simple. That's just how it works. It's magnetic. We are magnetic human beings and we emit a vibration. And when that vibration is high and good and happy, we notice other good and happy things around us. When our vibration is really low, then that's all we can see is more low, more sadness, more grief, more pain. What you focus on grows. What are you focusing on? What are the things on your journey that you are noticing? Are you even moving forward? Are you even, do you even have like that pie in the sky ahead of you to reach towards? Do you even have the carrot dangling that you can reach for? Write that list I talked about in the beginning of this episode. Start noticing the moments. Write about them in your journal. Say it out loud. I do it all the time. When something really good happens, sometimes I get so excited I don't, you know, maybe I'm not in an environment or I'm in a public place where I can't say anything. I will either say it to myself or I'll go and take myself somewhere where I can say out loud, I am so happy and grateful right now for what just happened, whatever it may be. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you believe in God, thank God. If you just believe in life and the universe and source energy, just say thank you. Say it out loud into space and let your gratitude Go out there and grow and raise your vibration, raise your energy, raise your hope and your happiness and your feeling and your love so that that can come back to you. I hope that this has been a bit inspiring or hopeful for you or something. I really, I really feel so passionate about this journey. It's why I decided to go into this business. I'm not here to solve the world's problems. I am here to help one woman at a time get through the hardest part of her life, but to get through it in a way where she can raise her head and feel proud and strong and empowered and loving and not afraid, not afraid to love again, not afraid to go out there in the world and be, to just know that she's going to be okay because she has herself, if nothing else. You have you and you are so enough. You are perfect. You are strong and capable and courageous and resourceful and you can do this. 
you can do everything that I just talked about. I did. If I can do it, you can do it. And don't go down the road of my circumstances are harder than hers. You know, Elizabeth doesn't understand what I'm going through. I do, actually. I have told you even a small percentage of my story. You have no idea what my story is. I don't know your story either. I don't believe in which story is harder or mine's too difficult or mine's different. Sure it is. I'm sure it's very different from mine. And then maybe it's not. I'm sure it might be very challenging for you. And I get it. But I'm telling you, it's just a decision. It's a decision to heal, a decision to feel good, and a decision to notice the moments because life is too freaking short to not notice the moments. And the moments are still happening, whether you want to admit it or see it or not, they are happening. So are you going to keep ignoring them, not noticing them, dismissing them, or are you going to start making your day about the moments, the glimmer moments? You choose. You focus on the grief, you focus on the pain, or you focus on the joy and the love. I want to tell you that I love you. I think you're an amazing human being. You're here. If you're still listening, then I've hit a nerve in you, and I'm glad, and I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for sticking around and for listening to these episodes and for doing this for yourself. You are on your way. Maybe you're grateful for this episode. Maybe this is your glimmer moment for today. I would love to hear from you. I would love for you to share with me and all the other listeners what your glimmer moment is or what you think about this podcast, if it's helping you at all. You can share this episode on your social media. Tag me if you do and share your glimmer moments so that I know I would love to be able to to connect with you in that moment and to be grateful with you. So thank you so much for letting me be here with you once again. And thank you for your presence, your courage, your, you know, your love that you give the world, which I know you do. And uh, before I go, I also want to let you know that I, I provide so many different ways that you can get on board with this where you can get help with this because I'm not saying you have to do it by yourself I did not I had a therapist I had friends I had a coach like I worked with people I did the work but I also did it all day every day and that's the part of it that I want to reach with you today but if you think you'd like to work with me I would love to work with you so if this resonates with you at all you'll find all the relevant information below here in the show notes but until next time I wish you a really beautiful day that you notice the moments.